What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. We got the beautiful Untherapist with us. Lady J, how you feeling? I am feeling great. Hey, Untherapy base. Shelly Jells, how you feeling? I am wonderful. I'm so ready to get into whatever it is you have for us, coach. Deja Deja, how you feeling? I cannot complain. Feeling good. Chef Shea, what you cooking up? Oh, we're not cooking up nothing tonight. It's real low key, but I'm really excited to be with y'all. It's always good vibes when we all together. So I can't wait to get into this next topic. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, man, I seen something that Lady J posted that got me to thinking about something that I was talking to people about years ago. What's the difference between being patient and wasting your time? We're going to get to that in just one second. But days your days. You told me you was watching something that on Married at First Sight that got you, not just necessarily your blood boiling, but it got your attention. Talk to me about it. Okay, so on Married at First Sight, there's a couple named Lindy and Miguel. And this past episode, they just had so many instances where they just were not listening to each other and communication problems. And she has snapping tendencies and he has tendencies to like build up problems and then snap himself. So what I wanted to present to the untherapy world is when it comes down to communication, right? And let's say you're the type of person that lets things happen, builds up, and then just snaps. Or like, are you the type of person that will address everything that is an irritant? Do you think that type of couple like could last? One being a snapper instantly, or one being a builder upper, if that's a word? Yes, they both can last. They both they can last. They have to be aware of how each other, how each other is. Um, and they have to be able to, or be willing to live with that. Me personally, I don't believe I'm either. I don't believe I let stuff build up and then explode. And I don't believe I handle things on the cuff. I think what I do is I put things in perspective. If I feel like it needs to be addressed, I address it. Um, but if that's who you are, sometimes I'll change my perspective on what you're doing and I'll kind of see the root cause of it or what you're really trying to get into more contextually, as opposed to going with the actions themselves. Now, if the actions are like super violent or abrasive, then we may have to address it. But for the most part, I'll look into the intentions behind it and um, I'll be able to decipher that from there. Do you guys think that it's fair for the person who isn't the blower upper, right? Who doesn't let things build up? Do you think it's fair to that individual to get blown up on when the other individual never addressed any concerns or problems prior. So who would you say in a situation is the blower upper? So the blower upper, in my opinion, would be Miguel. Okay. Like little things have been irritating him or not sitting right with him. And he basically this weekend, if you watch the show, this weekend everything is a problem you know like everything and it's like the girl can't do no right but a lot of the things that he's mentioning in the problems are issues that have not issues that have happened prior but things he's noticed before the weekend and you know so he would be the blower upper and lindy would be the uh i guess addressing it as we go if if she'll go under that category but that would be the dynamic between the two it's weird because I, I really feel like he's been even within the therapy sessions that they have 
or the counseling session or coaching sessions, whichever you call them, I really feel like he's been articulate with the things that she does and telling, telling her how he feels about them. I don't believe that she is, I think she's chucking it up to this is me as opposed to seeing how these behaviors affect her relationship. And I think that's the scary part. Like with people, do you begin to change or do you accept who you are and you um, not force, but you put the onus on your partner to make the adjustments where you are. So uh, Lady J, you chime in. Is it is it something that you feel like if your partner has a problem with the way you communicate or how you are in those situations, do you make the adjustment or are you putting it on them to make the adjustment because this is who you are and this is who you want to be? Well, for me, I mean, I think it's two things. It's if I don't see a problem with what I'm doing, I may not make the adjustment because I don't personally see it as an issue. And then the second part for me would be like, how far do I see this relationship going? Do I see it going far enough for me to actually change qualities about myself to fit this person to make them feel better? So I think it really just depends. But if it is a relationship that you see going the long haul, I would say, yeah, sit down and talk about it and figure out why it impacts them and then move on to change it because people be having trauma, (laughs) you know, and little things you may do, even though it may be little to you, it might be like, it might trigger something traumatic from somebody else. Like I dated somebody once that, um, he called me dramatic. I really don't know why, but he like he would do little things and then I'll get mad over it like blow up kind of about it and then he'll be like it's no big deal I was like to you (laughs) it's no big deal but to me it's a pretty big deal right so it really depends on a person but I think it all starts from somebody who is not willing to change probably don't see anything wrong with their actions so if someone doesn't see anything wrong with their actions it's like you talking to a brick wall they're never going to change because they don't see nothing wrong yeah. Now, when you now, this is I've always had this question. I know we've spoken about it before, but although it would be um, morally wise of your partner to be delicate with your traumas, is it their responsibility to heal you? You know what I mean? And if in, in, if in fact you don't begin to heal or get healed, as they would say these days, um, is it their responsibility to completely, completely change themselves because you refuse to heal? So is it their responsibility to heal you? No, because I think when you're getting into a relationship, you're not getting into a relationship with necessarily a miracle worker. But I do think it is their responsibility to navigate those traumas, especially if they get into a relationship with you, knowing like, hey, I've been cheated on. Hey, I'm used to being lied to. Hey, I'm used to being dogged out, whatever it is. And you're getting into a relationship with this person, knowing that she's been through, he or she has been through A through Z and you're getting into a relationship with them. I wouldn't use the word responsibility, but it is going to have to be something they deal with because usually, I mean, people cheating is not taboo and people are very open about it men and women lying is not taboo and people are very open about it. So most people, when they're going into new relationships, they openly tell somebody like, hey, don't play with me because A, B, and C. Y'all know who YG is, right? YG just dropped a song called I Hate My Baby Mama. And that's literally the hook. I hate my baby mama. Mm. So imagine the next woman getting into a relationship with YG. I don't think it's her, it's her responsibility to heal the hatred in his heart he has for women he has children with. 
it's not her responsibility, but I think you have to know going in there that these may, you may encounter certain roadblocks with certain type of people that you may not encounter with other people who may not have experienced similar things, but it's kind of just like, and you got to kind of got to know what you want to deal with. If you are going into a relationship with someone who openly says, I don't trust men or women. I'm used to men or women lying to me. It's just hard to earn my trust. Da, 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 right. da, da. You start at zero, which, wow. Okay, preach. But <laughs> if you're going into a relationship with that type of person, you can't be shocked and surprised when you go ghost for five hours and you were supposed to be like, let's say shopping at the grocery store, you're ghost for five hours. And I'm like, where are you at? And you're like, Oh, I was just at the store. Like I told you that might immediately go to you lying because there's no way you could be at the grocery store for five hours. And even if you may not be lying for whatever you're dealing, you're in a situation with someone that is used to being with someone else that lies to them. Now, I think the word, I think like buzzwords nowadays, they're like heal and protecting my peace. Those are like buzzwords and buzz phrases nowadays. But I feel like half the people that that's telling people to heal, they need to heal themselves. So. Correct. Yeah. And, and it, it just, it just, it just becomes a narrative after a while. Healing, toxic. Like those are, those are the buzzwords over the last five years. Um, and so, so, so Jelly. You tell me, how do you feel about the topic before I start going into my rants? Um, I have a similar viewpoint as Lady J. Like, you're not responsible for healing the other person. But I do feel as though if you do feel like it's going to be a viable relationship, sharing some of those hurts or past traumas and kind of what those triggers are uh, would be helpful for you to grow the relationship. So just like a, a personal injury, if. I know that my partner has torn his ACL before. I'm probably not going to be asking him to carry me around on his back or lifting up heavy objects by himself. Why? Because you already have an injury to the knee. And I feel like sometimes we have to be considerate in terms of injuries to people's hearts. Like, yeah, I, I may be able to say certain things jokingly to another partner that have never been hurt before in that way. But I can't assume that every single person that I may be in relationship with in the future is going to take that joke the exact same way. Why? Because one, all of our personalities are different. And two, they may have experienced a hurt that my previous partner may not have experienced before. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great analogy. How about you, Shay? What, what are you thinking? Does a person, should the person um, change their behavior or... Should the person that's dealing with the behavior make the adjustments? Just, you know, kind of piggybacking on what everyone else has said. Um, they don't have the responsibility for, you know, healing the person, but they do have the responsibility to show grace towards that person, knowing that they disclose that, you know, they went through certain things and this has affected them. With that, knowing that this is not just on one person, it's on both people in some ways being able to communicate and navigate that together again not trying to heal the person and you know being the one coaching them or whatever the case is but being the person that supports them um and if it's someone you see that you have a future with this you know small act of kindness and showing grace could help in you know other situations that you may 
encounter in the future with each other. So definitely not, you know, trying to be the doctor, the healer or anything like that, but being the cheerleader and like, you know, just letting them know that while they're going through the process, they're not alone. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird because it, it, there's a lot of weird scenarios going on. Um, and I say that because there's another relationship I'm at at first sight with a, a man named Ben, right. And his wife. And it appears that she feels that he's the scum of the earth because he lied. Um, he lied and he shared some information with her. And so she feels like she can't trust him. Now, Ben can give her grace, right? By saying, hey, you know, I know she's, you know, been mishandled in the past. I may have mishandled some situations with her as well. Um, let me give her grace on the healing portion of it. But now on the flip side, the grace isn't extended toward him and she wants to get a divorce. So it, it, it's a real, it's a real touch and go subject, especially um, with uh, Miguel and Lindy. I feel like Miguel's been very articulate with how he feels. And I, and I believe that Lindy uses um, a certain mechanism that I've seen people use before when he's saying specific things or talking about specific things that he doesn't like. She'll come in and say, oh, I'm the worst person. In the yeah, I know, I know. I'm the worst person in the world. I can't get anything right. And it's like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something specific that you did in a specific scenario. Why is it that we're, we're utilizing these defense mechanisms or we're trying to push the, what he said was gaslighting. Um, not that particular point, but he said, felt like he was gaslighting her. So any situations, do you get that you're being patient with someone when you see these situations scenarios where you're not really, I guess the conflict resolution isn't um, at its all time high between the two of you. Maybe that's a, a one person thing or both person things, but how do you draw the line between um, being patient with someone that you're dating or building a relationship with and wasting your time? Lady J, please. At this stage of my life, Anyone that you feel like you're dating that you just have like a shadow of a doubt, it's not going to, it's not what you want, or it's not looking like it's going where you want. I feel like don't wait, move, don't wait, just cut ties and move on to somebody else. And I say that because I don't think there is a perfect time to like draw the line, like, like you're asking. I don't think there's a perfect time to do it, but what I will say is time doesn't wait. You could spend, what, five years trying to wait on this one man to marry you, propose, but it's not always going to end up like Savannah and LeBron. Savannah was in it for the long haul. And she waited a long time for that proposal. But then the, the caliber of man she had is a LeBron. So I don't know. I don't think there's like a time per se, but I just feel like personally at this stage in my life, I don't got time to wait around. I really don't. And I feel like if more people start looking at things like that, um, it really just cuts to the chase. Because honestly, from just the people I dated, I would say if whoever you're with is not, if, if whoever you're with is not someone that you feel like you'll be with for the long haul, and within three months, and you're not seeing those signs of, you know, he wants to settle down, oh, we're actually talking about things that could matter in the future. What's the difference of cutting them off at three months 
than cutting them off at two years. You, you knew what was going to happen at three months. And I feel like the longer you take to cut somebody off or to decide what you want to do, I feel like it's more hurtful for you or even the person, because now not you don't only have three months of memories, you have four years of memories. And then I feel like it gets harder. But for me, one thing that I've never done that I talked to someone recently, and I think Fern, your wife mentioned this when, um, when we went to dinner that one time, your, your wife actually mentioned something about this, how y'all were actually friends before y'all um, dated or got married. And for me, I remembered it the other day when I was talking to somebody because I've realized that I'm really quick to cut people off, men off that I'm dating. But the reason why is because we were never friends first. And I've never put an emphasis on being friends with like my spouse or my partner before dating them. It's kind of like, you know, talking stage. I like you relationship. But I feel like if there was actually like a solid friendship beforehand, you're more, you tolerate things more, right? You'll wait longer because, you know, this was your friend before anything. And no one I've ever dated, we were actually friends before we dated. So that's why like cutting them off, you know, it's kind of like you're just losing a partner. And I remember when Lala and Carmelo didn't work out, Lala said in an interview, it was so hard for her to let go of Carmelo because before husband and wife, they were best friends. So she was like, it wasn't like just losing a partner, it was losing her friend. So, you know, the length of time it takes to like, subtract yourself from the scenario was different. But I would say if it's just someone you're dating, and you have no history, no friendship, nothing built prior, don't wait. At this point, I mean, you, because what's worse, cutting someone off on what could be, or going through three years of up and down emotions, and then it's still not what you want it to be. And you're looking back three years later, like, wow, this man was really just a placeholder. And I still haven't even found my real husband or my real wife. I've wasted three years. It's a, it's a tough call right now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I need to put I need to put a pin mark in the wife conversation. I need to come back to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, where do you draw the line, right? With 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 waiting, I think it's more of a you thing than a them thing. And I mean by you don't see certain things happening in your time frame or what you would like to see. So then you need to subtract yourself from the equation, as opposed to this person is taking too long um, to do something because. Indeed, it may seem like a long time, but that person may be preparing themselves for whatever it is that you say you wanted. Um, it just may take a little longer than you did. For instance, my wife and I know each other for years prior to. There's people probably in her family that have said, hey, um, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to marry you. Yeah, this one, this one might not be long term. So like, don't hold your breath or stuff like that. And when you look up, those people aren't married or are unhappy in their relationships. And we're doing very well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it may have taken me longer by society's perspective, but I was actually preparing myself during all that time. It wasn't just um, wasn't just me sowing my royal oats around the world. It was me going through whatever that process was for myself to be able to say, all right, let's do this. Now, it may have not taken her. It may have only taken her three years. It may have taken me eight, 10, whatever the, whatever the time period was. Um, but it would all be based upon if she woke up one day, I was told her back in the day, if this is taking too long, you have every right to say, this is not a part of what I want to do. It's not a part of what I see for my future. And you have every right to exit. And I would understand why. Um, but if you want to stick around, you know what I mean? It'll be worth your while. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So 
Um, well, but, I have a question for you, Fern. Not to interrupt, no, but you did interrupt. So listening. you did. Uh, well, I mean, because <laughs> you said something in terms of like uh, the last part of you saying like if you want to, you know, wait, then you know, it'll it'll be it'll be beneficial to you if you just wait. But did you disclose like the full vision to her, or did you just say like okay? Like you're just gonna have to wait, type of thing. Or did you explain your reasoning no. behind it? Because I think there's a difference. If no, you're explaining explain. what the, what no. the path is, then I know no. okay. But if you just leave me to just speculate and hope, I think that's a little bit different. Well, see, I I think that we get a little bit ahead of ourselves when we think we know what the path is, right? We have an idea, and her idea might have been married by 25, kids by 27, uh, moved to Virginia by 33. That sounds good to real life hits, right? So I don't believe I had it the exact plan of what it would look like, but I knew that it would end with us. So I couldn't give you the path, but I can give you the ending. So that's that's how it usually works for me. I don't know. I don't always know how it's going to be navigated. I don't always know how I'm going to slay Goliath. I do know at the end of it, he's going to be dead, though. You know what I mean? Or so you know, the end of it, is, it will look like this, but you know what I mean? I have a question then. So within that time that you were really getting yourself ready, what were things that you were telling her along the way you would say that kept that kept her there and waiting? Like it had to be like you had to be doing stuff along the way somewhere that she's like, okay, I'm still going to wait. I'm still going to hold on because he said, A, and I see him making strides, doing all these type of things. You had to be making moves along the way to show that you're not just like talking, that you're taking these steps. You're actually doing them. I don't believe that anything really got her attention until the ring actually came out. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I really I really don't know if anything else was um, strong enough to hold her there outside of the because, like I said, I don't I'm not a man of many details. You just I just pop up and just give you results mm-hmm. most times. So that process part is where um, some might say I lack, but I know what I'm doing. I just don't disclose it to the world. So no one really knew I was proposing except me and the jeweler who I gave all the money to. You know what I mean? So, um, but when that hit, it's like, oh, okay, I see that he was serious. When you've seen the plans that were going into um, me proposing and, you know, proposing on my birthday and, you know what I mean, planning to, to, to get married on hers and, like I was thinking and preparing Aww, stuff over time, you know, but no one will thank you. Uh, but no one would know that because I don't just openly share it with people because I want it to be something that that was special. Um, and of course, you have the people along the way. People will never say nothing to me. They'll say it to her. It won't bother me with it. Um, but imagine hearing that from family, friends, people you love. Like, hey, girl, you you waiting for how long? Yeah. But when you look over, when you look around, it, it's so funny. Just listen to Kanye West. Um, I don't take advice. I don't take uh, advice from people who are broken in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it and it, it's not that per se, not that extreme, but I'm like, you look, you listening to people who kind of don't got it together in those areas that they're trying to, you know, um, command you on type of thing. But yeah, it, it was a, it was a, it wasn't really frustrating for me, like I said, because I don't get to hear those things, but she heard them. And for a woman, I can imagine it's com- completely frustrating hearing that from people um, who are close to you or stuff like that. But you know, she she held the course and here we are. That's really good. Because at, like what Jahan is saying, like your words and actions had to be matching to some extent, right? To mm. keep her around. 
But I think as women, it's just scary because honestly, like men, you know, men hold that key to like that next step, you know, now granted some women are getting on their knees to ask, but that's, that's odd and rare, but men hold that and they, they're in control, like of that next step. And you either are going to stay or you're going to leave and attempt and hope you get whatever you had with someone else. I think the time frame changes as you get older, obviously, like someone you might have been with at 16, y'all might not get to that next step, maybe till 26. That's still 10 years. But who was getting married at 16, you know, versus right. if someone is 30, they might say, hey, I got a strong three and I got to go, you know, like, so I think it varies on the age. And I think it varies on the scenario as well. If you're having a discussion with someone and y'all aren't even on the same page of what your end goal is, then you might be wasting your time because you can't convince someone to see that same end goal. So I think it's just so many different factors that will play into patience or wasting time. And some people just get the okie doke. Someone can tell you everything you want to hear. Everything sounds good and still give you the okie doke. So I utilize this as my factor on whether someone's wasting their time or not. And a married friend said to this, this to me one time. He was a pastor. This was before I proposed, but I told him about, you know, the girl I was dating and stuff like that. He said, the changes that you're making, can you take them with you even if you don't work out with her? I was like, absolutely. He was like, then she's the one. Yeah. It was that simple. Can you take the changes with you? Never, never mind that the, you're making changes for her or for the relationship or whatever it is. When you're done with that, can you take these with you? Some people lose themselves in relationships because they make changes they can't take with them. And if you're making decisions and and you're making uh, adjustments um, and amendments to your life that you can't take with you after the relationship, then that may be a sign that you're wasting your time. Not always, but a lot of times you find out that you're making these um, brackish decisions to make him happy and never yourself happy or stuff like that. But I can take these adjustments that I made to become a better man, to become a better person, to become a better this and that. I can take them with me, even if we didn't work out. And that's one of the factors that I use to determine whether I was wasting my time or whether I was being patient with the process. So break it down for the on therapy base. What are some exact changes that you made that you knew you would be able to take with you to a different relationship if that was the case so the first the first thing it was really self-reflection right okay. i had to um one of the things and i may have mentioned this in the past but one of the things i had to really take time to realize um in that relationship if i was dating her because i liked her or because i liked the idea of her right do you like uh, a, a moderately light-skinned black young lady with natural hair to stand in the third, right? That may be your type in the moment. Did I like her for who she was or for the silhouette she became in my eyes? Stuff like that. So that's one of the things. It was self-reflection and self-assessment that I had to do. And I had to start to, to realize that, hey, if you're attracted to this, I need you to remove all your attractions as far as everyone else. I need you to look at who's in front of you and tell me based upon who she is, what she represents, her belief system, all that other stuff. Do you see yourself with her long term? Do you see her raising a child? Um, this may be a, a, a session for another time, but 
we always talk about, you know, don't date potential, but hey, I'm dating a potential mother. I'm dating a potential wife of five years. I'm dating a potential woman who may lose relatives in the future, and I don't know how she's going to deal with it. So there's so many potentials that come with it that you have to consider before getting married. Um, so I had to look at those potential situations and be like, can you see her raising your children? Can you see her, um, you know, driving your children to school? Can you see her uh, being a good mother in the household? Can you see her uh, being a good wife? Does she have ambition at this time in her life? The, those things. And um, when I looked at all the things and I started processing them in my brain, it was the right decision. And uh, like I said, I asked God for confirmation, gave me that confirmation and I went with it. So uh, those are some of the things, the self-assessment and self-awareness of, of what you like um, and making sure that, you know, you won't fall or your eyes don't start, you know, wandering based on upon you liking something that's similar to that as well. No, that's good because honestly, I think you have to be at a certain level to like when you're dating someone to sit down and be like, this could be the potential mother of my children, ABC. I feel like you really have to be at a certain like mind frame to even think that even if you're seriously dating, because there's so many layers to it. And then it's like the layers there's so many layers that you would think if you ask all that question, you wouldn't end up like a Tia Mari and a Corey Hardrick 14 yeah. years later. Right. But yeah. it's kind of like what stops you between knowing all this, choosing this person, continuing to choose them. What's the thin line between staying married and ended up like ending up like Tia and Corey? Well, you know what? Another thing is that you have to realize how far along in, your, in this person's purpose are they? You know, that's another yeah. question because, you know, she may have helped him in his purpose, but she's never dated um, $10 million Corey. You know what I mean? Really? I'm just using him for an example. So $10 million Corey may have nah, a different She dated a different bus appetite. stop Corey. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. She dated, you know, yeah. BT show Corey. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't date syndicated Corey. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Not Netflix Corey. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's a difference. Like my wife never oh, dated $10 million me. So, yeah. You know, with $10 million comes a different level of, of awareness, a different level of opportunities, and a different level of demons. And if you don't yeah, have somebody who sure. has a foundation to handle that stuff, then you end yeah. for a treat. I might be good now because I, I may not have 150, 200,000 rolling in every month. You know what I mean? Yeah. What happens when I have 100 million rolling in? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going on these yachts, and that's why it's important to have a, a, a foundation. It was one thing that me and my wife both love God, but um, we prayed, but we prayed separately. Um, a month or two ago, I said, hey, we need to wake up and do this every day in the morning. We need to pray before we go to bed, before we go, like set a time. This is what we're going to do. And it, we made it a, a continual practice because you don't know what you're dealing with when you walk outside. You don't know what you're dealing with when you wake up. So to have that extra armor of prayer around you before you leave and before you go to sleep, it's way different. And it sets your mind up in a, in a pace for your day. I mean, it's just little, little things like that, that you have to get in, get in check because I think Michael J. White said it, you know, listen, if the, if you didn't deal with your demons when you were broke, when you become rich, they're going to be bigger demons, whatever issues you didn't deal with in the more past. Money, more problems. That's it, man. So yeah, you, you really got to be very, very careful, but there's no real formula to it, but you definitely need to have a self-assessment, um, portion of it because you know it sucks for a lot of women that you know they feel like they're wasting their time but during the time that they say that they've, they've been wasting they didn't do anything to to better themselves in the in the areas they needed to yeah they may be progressing in education and all, all that stuff is beautiful trust me but if you don't have that internal stuff taken care of those things you need to um 
even if you don't heal, those things that you need to make better internally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, being able to control your emotions, you're going to have a tough time no matter who you date. So I have I have a question. Shay, we want to hear a dating story from you. I feel Uh-oh. like... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. We want to hear, hear a story from Chef Shay. Uh-oh. Cook it up. It's, it's actually a request body on Therapy Bays. Uh, somebody told me last week that they feel like Shay don't talk enough. They don't know enough about Shay. Honestly. Oh, no. Yeah. They said they want to know more about her. They tired okay. of being a coach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, nobody's joking. Like that. Right. right. Joking. <laughs> they didn't say all that, but they did say yeah, they want to hear say. more stories from Coach. I mean, from okay. Shay. Okay, so... You, you want me to give you a story that's applicable to what we're talking about right now? Yeah, in terms girl. of like having a weight and... Yeah. All right. Yeah, y'all, y'all trying to get in my business. All right. So I guess I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. So I was engaged before when I was... Uh, Wait. So you never <laughs> told us that. You no, never no. told us that. Pause calls. Wait a second. Keep going and not say nothing oh, about me at all. Everybody wait a second. Oh, we need a boom. Everybody's watching. Oh. Deja, drop the sound effect. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> boom. Well, I am flabbergasted. I got it. I'm flabbergasted myself. Tell me hey. more. Shut up. I'm going to hear more. This, okay, yeah. Let me finish. Where you think you know somebody? Like, what? (laughs) My God. Um, uh, I should have kept that to myself. But no, no, no. It's true. And I I was like, it wasn't really, like, publicized. It wasn't, like, a big thing. But it it was something that did happen between uh, a guy I was dating in high school and everything like that. Got me a a ring and all this stuff. And I ended up giving him a ring, too. But things didn't work out. Uh, But that's a whole different situation. But... When he got me the ring and everything, we had gone through something and I kind of felt in a way like, okay, if you're serious about it, then like, you know, let's start planning it and doing stuff towards it. But he was like, no, this is like, I'm giving this to you now so that you know that I'm serious, but I don't see us like that happening for some you know, years now. And I, you know, in the moment, I didn't understand it because I'm like, if you've given this to me now, that means to me that you're serious. I don't want to wear this because to me, if I'm wearing this, but we're not for like in the moment and we're not going to go ahead and like get married, I could say within a year or two years or whatever the case is, I felt like I was wearing hope. And I told him that too. So at some point I stopped wearing it and lost it too. But that's a whole different you know, story, but he was upset with me because it's like, I gave you this. I'm telling you that this is what's going to happen. And that still wasn't enough. And that's why the timing type of thing is tricky because like Deja was mentioning is like in different periods of your life, you may want certain things or expect certain things versus another period in your life. And I was younger and was just like, because of the things that we're going through, I just wanted to like make things efficient. I thought that would make things better. Um, but in hindsight, it's like, I'm happy it didn't happen. I'm happy that now we have a better like friendship and I'm happy that he didn't like just go along with what I said. He, you know, said, okay, this is like my hope for us. 
but I want to take our time in getting there. And though I didn't understand in the moment, I'm glad he kind of had that discernment because honestly, that probably wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. Um, and with him having that kind of fruition for a different reason, saying like, oh, I need to you know, prepare because we we're you know, in college and stuff like that. Him wanting to prepare and be in a better place um if he hadn't you know stopped me then you know things would have turned into okay we're married for a year and then i'm i'm a divorcee at you know my age so that's that's why this kind of is like tricky because it's all about timing it's all about your experiences and what you're willing to tolerate um but a lot of things that coach said is very true in terms of like different signs that you should look for. Like um, just seeing that they're being reflective and are really trying to work on themselves. And though there may not be a full roadmap, if you've built that friendship with that particular person and that trust in them and you see a future with them and not just in love with the silhouette and, and in love with the idea of them and you see more to it, then it may be worth your weight, worth the while. But if you're just infatuated with the person and want the status of, oh, I'm engaged, oh, I'm married, oh, I am going to be a mom, but you're not really concerned about the person you're doing all of this with, then that's an issue and that's something you need to reflect on. So you just gotta be mindful and do things on your time. Stop looking at the time of other people. Like there's been a, a time for me, like certain times I'll look on Facebook and, and, and just see my friends in all these different places. Like this person, a lawyer, this person's on Broadway, this person, you know, just got married. This person, you know, is having, you know, their third child. And I'm seeing all these things and I'm like comparing myself to them. And it's like, no, you on your own timeline. You got your own purpose in life. And though, they're on, you know, they're doing certain things that you, you know, admire and want to do as well. you got a time and a place for that. Don't try to put yourself in somebody else's journey because that's not yours. It's theirs. So that's, that's, that's a little bit of the tea on me. Damn, I hope, I hope y'all, I hope y'all enjoy in, on therapy days. Cause <laughs> to be a chef, man, you ain't gave us no tea all this time, man. Right. I'm still shocked that she was engaged. We don't talk about marriage. She out here losing her engagement Right. Because like, yeah, I stopped wearing it because I really was like upset. Like after a while, I was like, this is like I'm wearing hope. Every day I'm looking at my hand. It's like, oh, we're not doing this anytime soon. You know so what? why am I wearing this? You might have should have still held on because, you know, Chrissy and Jimmy just got married after 82 years. So, uh, uh, nah, nah. Wow. I don't, I don't. <laughs> No, they I don't got, think it was. I saw it on the internet that they finally uh, tied the knot, and I, I was for one upset with Chrissy Lampkin that I wasn't invited to the ceremony. We've been with you since day one of Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> you could have mm. televised it. Mona mm. probably would have covered the tab first and foremost. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's that's. But 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 listen to what she was saying. Like pretty much, like don't be so eager for the dream. That yeah. you lose it, not learning how to manage the dream that you wish that you ask for, and I think mm-hmm. that's so important. People, people don't, people never pray to learn how to manage it. People never pray to learn how to become a wife or become a husband. They just want to be one. 
right? And they never they never pray for the wisdom to become it. Not and I'm not talking about everybody, but there's a lot of people I know out there. And I and I talk to some of my friends, and I'm like, yo, let me ask you a question. You saying that he's this, that, and the third, he's not doing okay. But how did you prepare yourself thus far? What you mean? That alone tells me you haven't done anything to prepare yourself. If you have to ask me, what do I mean? I'll prepare yourself to become a wife or prepare yourself to become a husband. That alone tells me that you have done none of the work to do that. And it's going to be different for everybody because of cultural differences and um, the way the world society looks at certain things. But there should be some steps involved, either whether it's making yourself better, getting rid of some things that you used to do that you can't do anymore. Like watching Ready to Love, um, well, not Ready to Love, I want to say Love is Blind. Watching their reunion, there's so many people who were um, just operating as if they were still single. And I don't mean that they were around with sleeping with other women or stuff like that, but they were operating without um, thinking about their partner or having that thought of, hey, let me invite my partner with me. Or if I go out, babe, do you want to go? Or if I go out to eat, one of the biggest things for me was buying food for two people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go out to eat and it's like, oh snap, let me see if she's hungry. That's a big step. Cause I just go get my food and I go home and I eat it. Now it's like, you have to take into consideration. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, God. Consideration somebody else. And that's what people miss a lot of times. Um, so, I mean, thank you for sharing with us, Chef Shea. I mean, I didn't see losing the engagement ring coming, but- uh, But in my defense, in my defense, it wasn't like I t tossed it around anywhere. I put it up somewhere and it got moved somehow. Mm. Um, and it's not the only piece of jewelry I've lost. Like, I'm not really good with jewelry in general. So, I mean, you know, show me a little grace on that. <laughs> That's my um, little no, We're not going to keep showing you grace on engagement rings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bought an engagement ring. It's pretty expensive. We don't keep giving you grace on that. The next person that uh, proposed to Shay, he going to tell her to get tattoos after him. That's it. That's it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. You guys listening now like, oh, okay, I'll take care of this one. But but yeah, yeah, this 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 is yeah, this is a good topic to talk about, man. Because um, there's a lot of women that I've spoken to in my past who really feel like they're wasting their time. Um, But in that time that you're waiting for whatever it is that you're waiting for, what are you doing to perfect yourself? I'll never forget. I was hanging out with this girl one day and she was talking about this guy um, that she used to date. And she was like, he was taking too long. She might've been, let's say 31. He might've been 27. And she was like, we've been dating for um, two years, three years, whatever. And I don't feel like he's ready to get married. Uh, so I broke up with him. I was like, okay, well, how long have you guys been broken up? She was like, about two years. Okay, cool. So now... You with him for two or three years. That's three. Let's just say three. You broke up. Y'all been broken up for two. Okay, cool. You married? No. Okay, cool. So you get to the next guy, and you're probably going to date him for about two years, maybe. Let's just say it works, right? Um, but let's just say it doesn't at the same time. That's one, two, three. That's about a seven-year span that you had dealing with three to four people or how many people you dealt with, and you're still not married where you had this guy who asked you for two more years, possibly, let's just say he asked you for two more years while he's preparing himself and you weren't good with that. So where does that leave you? It leaves you at 36 now, still unmarried. So what's your goal? You know what I mean? Lady J, talk to me. I don't think there's any one right answer to that question. And I'm, I don't think there's any one right answer. But yeah, it leaves you at 
for the, with that example, it might leave you at 36 still unmarried. But I don't see anything wrong with jumping around to see what you like. Again, like I said earlier, at this point in my life, I have a three-month span. <laughs> I don't want to wait for anybody to become who I want them to be. It's like you kind of got to show me off rip at this point. Um, but, you know, that's all contingent to change. I, I don't know. I just feel like you shouldn't wait. I, I just feel like there's just some people that they can become who you want them to become, but y'all could be, y'all could stay friends while they build to that person. You could you don't even have to date in general. You could just be friends with all these people as they build to build to that person. But I don't I don't think you should have to be in a relationship with someone for two years and just wait wait it out. Now, if you choose to do that, it's okay. You have to use like discernment when it comes to things like that and figure out what's best for you. I don't know. I feel like this is a hard question to answer. How long is too long or how long is not too long to wait? Because people are so interesting. Like I've seen, I've literally seen some of my homeboys date a girl for two, three years, no marriage, no babies, no engagement. Then they break up, date a girl for six months, engaged, married, first child on the way. And the girl that they were with for two, three years is sitting there probably scrolling on Instagram like, I waited three years for this man to do what he did for this woman in six months. So yeah, yeah. But did you leave whole? And that's and that's a lot of times a question. Did you leave whole as whole as you could possibly be? And a lot of times the answer to them is no. Because yeah. they weren't making themselves better in the process. I asked a, a young woman years ago, right, who was saying, and it's funny how when you talk to a lot of women um, that I've spoken to, it's always the man is supposed to X, Y, Z, da, da, da. I don't disagree with what you're saying. My question is to you, what are you supposed to be doing? And the answer is usually blank. You know why? Because we focus on what everybody else should be doing. And rarely do we focus on what we should be doing, which once again takes self-assessment, self-awareness. You know what I mean? How do I become a better woman? Forget forget him, not for him, not for her, but for me. And that's the thing that is missing a lot of times is there's no um, there's no time taking for self. And that's why we get married. And then we have all these issues because you weren't working on anything the whole time. You go through the list. Like, let me ask you a question. What were you working on the first couple of years? Okay, cool. I was working on, hey, not wanting to go out as much. I was working on um, building the brand. I was working on, you know, real estate for myself personally. I was working on controlling my emotions. These are the steps, X, Y, and Z. You ask her, what were you working on? I was just, I was just, you know, and they'd be like, okay, so you weren't working on anything all this time, you know? So you really got to work on self, man. It really going to boil down to self because like you said, I do understand. You don't have to wait around for anybody. But while you're not waiting around for somebody, what are you doing? just waiting for somebody else eh, may not be the way to go because there's some things that you're going to find out about yourself when you get married. If anything ever was a mirror, marriage is a mirror. And when you get in that mirror, you're going to find out how much stuff that you thought you was over that you're not over, how much stuff you thought you was worked on. I mean, that was worked on and how much you thought you were healed that you're not healed from. I promise you, if anything else is a mirror, marriage is that mirror. So you better work on as much of yourself as possible Whatever issues you have, some women have issues with their fathers, their brothers, or their family, work on that with a therapist, a coach, or somebody that can help you, whatever it is, because those things will show up in your marriage. And if they are not handled prior to, they're just going to magnify themselves one day. I don't know. I feel 
like, uh, maybe this needs a part two. Because one thing that you touched on earlier that kind of went with what Shay said, which I didn't, I didn't mention anything about it, but you know, I've been here thinking about who actually teaches men and women, adults, who actually teaches us how to become good spouses, like how to become a good wife and husband. And I feel like it's a good question because my parents did a great job of raising me, in my opinion, but not at one point has, have my, has my mother ever sat down and said, this is how you be a good girlfriend in a relationship, or this is what you have to do to be a good wife. So is that taught in the household growing up or I don't know, y'all chime in. Nope. That's I think not it's a subjective. Yeah. Me, me being a good wife to one man, it looks totally different to another. Like yeah. one man may need me to, you know, support him emotionally you know, every single day. Whereas one man might need me to be more, I don't want to say aggressive, but more assertive in terms of how I support him instead of like, oh, baby, are you okay? Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You go out there, you be that boss. Like, it's just, I feel like it's different. One man may really feel like a woman should be more of a, have those traditional um, gender roles, like cooking and cleaning while he's out, you know, building a fountain in the front yard whereas a, another man might feel like a uh the perfect wife is a true partner in everything sharing bills sharing household chores picking up the kids equally putting them to sleep equally like I just think it's different for each person so for someone to say that I'm teaching you how to be a good wife or a good husband doesn't really make sense you should be teaching them how to be a good person and, I and that's it that's what his the older word. generations, I feel like that's what they was raised on. Like, this is how you be a good wife to a husband in the here, older generation. Here's where, here's where it goes a little left for me sometimes, right? I 100% agree with Jelly that it's going to vary from person to person. Here's what doesn't vary, belief systems, right? Your belief system is your belief system, it, unless you're unequally yoked. And by that, I mean not what it may mean in the Bible, but I'm saying that you don't believe what the person that you're marrying believes. But if you guys believe the same thing, then I can teach you certain things about being a wife or a husband. For instance, if the Bible says, hey, husbands love your wife, and that version of love they talk about in the Bible is esteeming. You know what I mean? That means don't put your wife down. That means don't talk to her certain kinds of way. Those type of things, right? When it talks about, um, and this is, this is always the curse word for women, when it talks about the submission part or the subjection part, when it talks about being submitted under your husband and things like that, there are certain things that you can teach core values of, right? When it comes to personality types, all that stuff differs, right? But there are certain things that you can teach women about integrity, um, about honesty, stuff like that. Those things, like I said, whether you're in a relationship with, with him or someone else, they will always be things that you need. You know what I mean? So if we teach those, those foundational principles about character, good character, integrity, um, honesty, um, prayer, things like that, the things that we believe in, then it will make for a better uh, situation. Of course, you have to deal with your wife according to the knowledge of who she is. But at the same time, there's some foundational principles that we need to have intact uh, that will make our lives a lot easier. I mean, you, you're 100% right. We, we probably gonna need a part two to this, but there's a lot that goes into um, thinking about these things. And there's some, there may be like 10 principles that we could come up with um, just to get people that have worked for us um, that we can just put out and just say, hey, 
these are some of the things that you can think about as a person. Just like the slideshow that you had uh, posted on um, IG, um, read these 27 sentences. Uh, no matter who we were, most of those 27 sentences worked for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those are just core principles in life that because we've either experienced it, been through it, or seen people go through it, there's just things that we can do as people across the board that will make our life a lot easier. Yeah, uh, we we definitely need a part two to this because this is a real deep thing, and I don't want to go too much into life coaching bag, but uh, but uh, I might have to. Um, I think I'll pay you for that. Listen, no, you know this is listen, man. When you join the session, everything is free. Anything outside the session, then we got to talk. Uh, but this is an amazing thing, man. Uh, this is a great conversation. It opens up for a lot more conversations. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to end these sessions. Um, let's go around the room. Find out what your final thoughts are. Chef Shay, talk to me. Um, losing engagement rings and all. Tell me tell me what your final thoughts oh, are. Oh, my goodness. I should have left that out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say because we haven't really determined a time uh, for waiting, I think that just overall you should just always keep in mind to never settle select. My grandma used to always say that. Um meaning like don't just settle upon what's right in front of you especially if it's not what you need and know that you have other options so if you know the person you're with is not doing what you you need from them don't just settle with just being with them because you want to hit a particular mark in life Choose what's best with you, best for you, um, and choose who is best to be with you. Yes, 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 yes. And I want to throw in: choose what's best for a healthy you. Some yes. people make decisions for the unhealthy version of themselves. I'm hungry, so let me eat these Cheetos or let me eat these flaming hots. As good as they may be, they may not be in your best interest. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Choose what's best for you. Um, days to days. There was so much wisdom in this uh, session. I would just probably keep it simple. But like, I don't know, you kind of took it. Like, choose what's best for you. And also to add to that, understand the pros and cons. Yes, yes. You really summed it up. (laughs) Choose and do what's best for you. But make sure it's what's best for you and not just what you think is best for you. Um, For sure. Jelly Jobs. I'm sure I'm not going to capture this right, but it's something that you said, Coach, about not just, like, um, trying to find the mold, like, a person that fits into this mold, but making sure that you're finding the person that's going to, whatever it is that that they're wanting from you, that ultimately is still going to make you a better person regardless. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You, you, hey, listen, you said, it, you said it good enough for them to understand what you meant. So we we good with that. Lady J, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just reiterating what you truly do do what's best for you. Or as I like to say, fight for your fairy tale. Whatever you want, you gon' you gonna get it. You just have to go after it. Yep. Yep, yep. Fight for your fairy tale. And understanding um if it doesn't look like the fairy tale, the ending will always be. I don't believe Cinderella um knew that she would get locked in the closet or all the evil things that her, her stepmother did to her but she ended up marrying the prince that was a result everything that she went through 
it is something that you can write down in the book one day and share with your people. Um, I don't know if she, talking to mice and all that other stuff was a part of her vision, um, but it ended out well for her. And that's that's what you really got to, you got to hold on to what the end is going to look like uh, for sure. And for me, pretty much build yourself, man. Nobody can take that away. I don't care who comes and goes in your life. I don't care what family doesn't speak to you. I don't care who breaks up with you. If you build yourself, you're going to be great. Trust me. Not saying things won't hurt you. Things won't bother you. Things won't annoy you. But you'll be able to withstand a lot more if you build yourself. Build that foundation and build yourself internally. And I promise you, anything that happens externally, you're going to be able to handle it once you build yourself internally. Listen, it's been an amazing session. Thank y'all for rocking out with us, man. We got Lady J, Jelly Jails, Deja Dej, Chef Shay, your boy Coach Ferns. Follow us on IG at Untherapy Podcast, and we out.